0: Kia ora and welcome. This is the New Zealand Wine Podcast and I'm Boris Lamont. Thanks for joining us for this session where we're taking a look at the Beaujolais region in France and these sessions are intended very much as introductory and exploration of the different regions around France as a reference point to winemaking around the world and particularly in context of the podcast that we do around New Zealand. We're speaking with Jean-Christophe Poisard, an importer of French wine here in Auckland, New Zealand, and Mark today. who has extensive enjoyment of French wine. So let's go have a chat with Jean-Christophe and Marc about the Beaujolais region in France.
1: Uh, So Jean-Christophe, Beaujolais. Yes. Tell us about that. Yes, well, well this is is a region that has been forgotten um, for the last maybe 20 years, or let's say a little bit less than that even. Uh, beaujolais was um was very famous at one stage late sixties early seventies because the beaujolais nouveau of course you know this um this, um very quickly made um red wine and um released on the market as soon as possible and and people were doing a race with it you know we i remember um, when I was a little bit younger, we used to um, go down to, I was working for a wine merchant, uh, an English wine merchant, sorry. And we used to um, go down with trucks right. to go, to get our, our uh, order of, <coughs> of Bourgeois Nouveau and bring it back to England the fastest we could. Um, so it has been good. It has been very bad for um, for for, um, for Bourgeois. But we'll talk a little bit more about that in, um, very soon. Let's, um, let, situate this this, um, this region of Beaujolais, we're very much in the part, in the Burgundy um, region. Uh, it's the southern part of Burgundy. It's in fact, um, as we've seen a um, few weeks back, that um, um, we left the Macon area to go south, and between Macon area and, Beauj- and, and Lyon, there's the Beaujolais region. OK. Um, it's, um, it's a region which um, um, is divided clearly in three parts. Um, um, we, uh, in the southern part, we've got the, um, where we grew the Beaujolais and very little uh, Beaujolais village. Then there's a third part where there is much more um Beaujolais village area, and then north of that appellation, so very close to in fact to the Maccon we got the the crew of Beaujolais. and we'll see that later on as well there's, there are ten crews so it's a it's um it's like the Maconnais. in fact it's a wonderful Uh, Region to um, to visit. Do you remember we we talked about this uh, little valleys? It's never very steep um, vineyard, mind you. Uh, Fleury can be uh, can be quite steep, so it's a couple of uh, steep vineyards. But mainly it's very gently undulating Mont du Beaujolais. This is how we call it, the Mont du Beaujolais. And then these little valleys tucked away um, behind some of the hills and uh, wonderful little villages, um, wonderful little auberges where you can dine and and uh, and stay the night it's it's beautiful part of a beautiful part of a of a southern burgundy and um uh, but the wines are very different um if you um buy wine from the southern part of, uh, of bourgeois to the northern part so the northern part this is um this is um well which we, sh- we, sh- we shall start by the southern part actually because um because this is probably the the biggest and the largest production. So this is where we grow Beaujolais and Plain Beaujolais village. So um, the grape variety is um, essentially Gamay. Okay, Gamay is a red grape variety with white juice. is a is a very um, um, it's a very long longer way, but uh, cousin of a Pinot Noir. It certainly doesn't have the finesse, the, the complexity, the, the length of a Pinot Noir, but nevertheless, they are cousins. And in the southern part, we, we are grown on, the, it is grown on the, on clay and limestone soil. And this limestone actually um, is very good for white Beaujolais. And white Beaujolais is made with Chardonnay, okay? Okay. Um, this kind of salt there is uh, is a little bit deeper, a little bit richer, so that tend to give a, a much simpler kind of Beaujolais, so very round, very easy going. Uh, the wonderful, uh, which we associate um, Beaujolais with, um, the, the, the red berries, very light red berries, the strawberries, the raspberries, that kind of a uh, thing. Uh, the the, um, the structure is very light. Um, um, the, the palette is uh, is bright, is is very fresh, is very fruity, uh, and that's due to the soil. That's also due to uh, to a gamay um, grape varieties. Then a step above that, and just going a little bit further north, to um, to the Beaujolais, um, the southern part of the Beaujolais, and going towards the north, we'll get into the Beaujolais village. Now Beaujolais village is uh, is it's a little bit different there. We, we've got a little bit more sophistication. In, in the soil and, and by having this kind of sophistication in the soil you get uh, more sophistication in the wine so there the wines have a, a little bit more depth a bit more complexity than the, than the sample Beaujolais uh, this is uh, still made with uh, with gamet. we can still see a little bit of Chardonnay but a lot less than in the southern part of, the, of Beaujolais and the wines there um, are planted uh, the vines are planted on, on soil which will be a little bit more um, um, sandy it's uh, still the clays there a little bit of limestone as well but a little bit more sandy this is a little bit of a uh, kind of a broken up uh, granite and makes wines without that um uh, a lot more um a lot more complex and and also a little bit more ageworthy slightly more ageworthy than uh, than the uh, the plain Beaujolais. And then finally, we're going at the, uh, the third part of Beaujolais, which is in the northern part, which is, of course, the smallest part. And here, here we've got 10 villages, uh, 10 villages which um, are more special than the others. Okay? We are planted here very much on granite soils, uh, mainly granite and schists. Um, and granite, which, is, um, which can be in decomposed state, Stage in some places, so get like a, a very coarse sand, or a uh, very hard pure granite salt, and or what we call the uh, la pierre bleue, the, the blue uh, the blue um, stone. We tend to give wine a little bit more structured uh, than the, than the pink granite. And there's in there's ten, ten villages there. They're like the Grand Cru of Beaujolais you know they are they are the best uh, one the production is very is very small um so um uh, they're all quite different to each other um maybe we should mention uh, uh, some of the most famous ones um flory being one of them um uh, is a, is a wonderful crew of uh, of beaujolais we have a pink granite is very very present um in the um in in the soil, uh, you can have also uh, uh, quite steep hills, especially uh, the Vineyard of La Madone, which is a very, um, very steep um, um, vineyard overlooking the, the little village of Fleury. And, and all these uh, places, they've got wonderful little uh, villages attached to it. And, uh, and and Beaujolais is quite something. Mark, have you been there at all? Or? No, I haven't. I've only gone mm. south from Lyon. Ah, okay. No, I've yeah. never gone north. Yeah, it's uh, it's not long. It's not far. No, no it's only uh, it's only about forty five minutes drive north, and uh, and it's uh, yeah. and uh, and you go into these uh, villages there, which is uh, which is quite quite some something. So, Flory is one of them. Also, there's uh, um, uh, some other very famous one is Morgon. Uh, Morgon is probably the most structured of uh, of. Um, of the Beaujolais Cru, uh, a Morgon is really age-worthy, you know, um, I was lucky enough to have some 20-year-old Morgon, mm-hmm. and they're in a good view, they fantastic.
0: Excuse me, are these blends or single no, varietal?
1: they're single varietal, they're only produced with gamay fruit.
0: Right, okay. okay, and so sorry, and so you've travelled from south to north, is that the same the whole way
1: through? As uh, the, the, the grapes. The, yeah, the varietals. Yeah, the varietals, yep. definitely. Right. So more Chardonnay would be in the sub but the rest is all Gamay. All Gamay. Yep, all Gamay. And... Um, uh, so we were mentioning Morgon it's a very famous one the another very age-worthy which is uh, worth mentioning is Moulin Avant uh, the windmill uh, which is a commune which uh, has a wonderful windmill and uh, and again that's um, that's granite um, granite soils and uh, and um, really really age-worthy as well.
0: So age-worthy for a for one of these Beaujolais, one of the, what you're calling the Grand Cru, is 20 years. Is that quite exceptional for one of Oh,
1: them? Y- yeah. You got to get to a good producer from a good year to get to the 20. But I, I was lucky enough to, to try a few of them, and they're pretty amazing. I mm. mean, blind, uh, some people will take them from uh, for Pinot, mm, for Pinot yeah. from north.
2: Right. All bets are off when wines are aged. Yeah. Mm, yeah. That's right.
0: And yeah, that's right. The ones that we passed through in the middle, you said they were somewhat age worthy. So what are we talking? Oh, about?
1: we're talking, you know, the, the four to to six years at the most. You know, okay, of, in a in a good year from a good producer. I mean, you can you can get a you can get a very very nice surprise by uh, by some Harvey uh, age. You know, we think our Gamay or even worse Beaujolais. You know, is it's. it's Early All drinking drink stuff, yeah. Mm. Uh, of oh, yes, maybe Bourgogne Nouveau is, um, you know, to be drunk within the next, you know, two or three years. But, um, but the crew cru and the better wines are definitely uh, mm. worth uh, looking at it. And then, and then you got some uh, some other um, cru like Bruy for example, which is uh, which is probably the. Uh, the more Beaujolais of the Beaujolais mm. um, which are more you know maybe maybe eight to ten years uh, it'll be more towards the fruit and and uh, and uh, uh, with a light kind of a structure but um, um, Uh, there's some for everybody. Um, There's also a a, a big issue about how they're made, these wines.
2: Yes, I mean, one of the exciting things about the Beaujolais region is the fact there's a lot of experimentation going on. There are a lot of so-called natural winemakers there or people that are influenced by the whole natural wine thing. Um, So maybe reducing sulfur, uh, organics, biodynamics, what have you, um, limited capitalization, um, uh, letting the fruit, speak for itself Um, and um, that's one of the reasons though certainly not the only one why Beaujolais is one of the darling wines of sommeliers around Mm. the world Mm. Um, because uh, there are winemakers now that are really treating Gamay with a lot more respect Um, so these wines are, 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 are very interesting to drink and you know, because of the reasons that Jean-Christophe just alluded to, this idea of the brightness of the wine, um, the lightness of the wine, these are things that make them incredibly um, generous at the dinner table, um, easy to match to certain foods. And the fact that there are lots of different kinds of producers going, trying different things out just makes things a little bit more fascinating for the sommeliers and also hopefully the, the people at the dinner table. Right, yeah. so,
0: so mm-hmm. because I think previously in some of the earlier episodes you've mentioned that there's not a lot of... Uh, change going on in some of the other regions and that mm. even wine producers who are trying to change are probably not finding any real improvement but is it but that's different than for Beaujolais because of it's been the greats been or, or, or the production the growth is being treated with a little bit more respect now or uh, do you understand what I'm saying yep
1: yeah um now we, what we've got to make very clear is is beaujolais has always been has always been there yeah mm. we've we got mm. to remember that yeah yes. so it's it's uh, it's uh, uh, it's a new it's not a new region no. of france we just um about fifteen years ago i suppose maybe even only ten years ago we had a kind of a renaissance okay. um like Mark was saying the um uh, a lot of uh people around the world had a lot more interest about um, about uh, this region. And, and the Burgundian uh, from further north, uh, where the guys, because, you know, they could not buy more land, mm. you know, close to their home of Gevray-Chambertin. So what they did, they looked a little bit further south and they found that Beaujolais as a terroir. But the terroir has been always there, okay? Mm. So thanks to the input of these uh, producers from the further north and from other region as well, to be fair, um, and, and also, a little bit of a, the push of a, of this kind of wine, which is uh, very, uh, we call them digest in France, not very nice word in English, but digest, which means that they're low alcohol, they're, they're a little bit of fruity, but not too fruity if you go for a cru. They are uh, the darlings of a, of a sommelier, they are wonderful food and wine match. Um, and then, with a combination of all this, has been pushing people of making. Better, Beaujolais. Right. All right. Yeah. Um, and and understanding the terroir a lot better than the past generations or the old boys have been doing. You mm-hmm. know, it, it, classic. I, I come from not very far from this region. My family has been dealing with Beaujolais, you know, forever. And. And I can tell you beaujolais um you know fifty eighty years ago was pretty average right really, you know um, because there were um high yields um uh, they were hardly uh, ripened when they were harvested we were chapterizing which means adding uh sugar to the to the to the must like you would not believe so of course he make he made a wine very simple and they, and they were shooting themselves in in the foot really but thanks to the input of these new people then it's been a renaissance and and we have we have rediscovered the potential the amazing potential yes. of uh, of Bourgogne. and mm. i think
2: you know i i i have mixed I'm ambivalent on the whole natural wine thing because certainly some of the some of the natural wines that we have with lack of sulfur, what have you, they can be faulty wines. Mm. But one of the aspects that I think is really really strong in this whole um, movement. Is, is that they are respecting the terroir. They're, they're respecting what the land gives back. And it's not just in France or Italy or Slovenia or what have you. Mm. It, you know, natural one makers here in Australia and New Zealand, precisely the same thing. They're respecting the fruit that's coming off the land. So this idea of actually elucidating what specific terroirs give you mm. from, through the grape is is fantastic. Um, versus and we were talking before the podcast began about um Georges de um, mm. who was the king of Beaujolais back in the 60s and 70s yep. um uh, made famous because of his beautiful flower labels um uh, he still you can get them in the supermarket New World has it all the time yeah. um very very juicy rich wines mm. um and they they certainly have have a big following or they certainly did at one point um and, um, but I mean, I think what's really exciting about Beaujolais is just how we've gone to a little bit more pinpoint, pinpointing what the land's saying rather than a more commercial approach. That's which, right. Yeah. Because that's why,
1: that's why really the down, uh, that was the downfall of Beaujolais. It was a kind of a cash cow uh, and the, the nouveau in, in priority. Mm. And we'll come back to that in a minute. But, and and they, didn't, they didn't care. You know, people, uh, people wanted wine big-time wine. Gamay was perfect to produce a lot, of, uh, a lot of wine. Not very expensive wine, not very complex <laughs> one. but people wanted, and they didn't care about the quality. The quality. So for a few generations, we were moving from one to another generation, and, and they were doing the same thing and, uh, all over, and they didn't, you know, it was selling okay, so they thought, oh, well, and then suddenly, the rest of the world became a lot, you know, producing a lot better wine, and then the Beaujolais was left behind. Really, that's that's pretty much mm-hmm. what happened. So to to come back to this um, to this uh, uh, Beaujolais uh, Nouveau, which we got to explain uh, very quickly how he works. Nouveau means en primeur means very new wine. Yeah. So uh, in the sixties and uh, and seventies, uh, uh, they started in the very early sixties. Um, there, it was a great way. Um, for the producers of Beaujolais to make very quick wine and um, put it on the market as fast <coughs> as possible, selling it for, you know, stupid amount of money and, um, and um, getting the cash back immediately. So they didn't care about the quality. Uh, so they created this monster marketing monster and, um and, after a while, people say, "Hang on, but what, what are they are selling us is it's rubbish." Right. You know. So then, Beaujolais became a bad name. Yeah. Became a very bad name, in fact, and um, and yet and yet there are some fantastic producers mm. making fantastic primer wines. You know, very young, clean, fresh wine. Um, so uh, that's dropped down. I think the the volume has dropped dramatically down of the Beaujolais nouveau. Um, even China has has, uh, has reacted um, a little bit down to that uh, to that style of wine. So now we we're going back to a much healthier economy of uh, of Beaujolais. And 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 like Mark said, with uh, with his new producers who's trying, you know, um, to use um, you know very natural wine, um, then. Yeah, it's just we're getting some pretty amazing you know, not using this commercial yeast to use to give this banana, um pineapple, bubble gum kind of characters. You know, mm-hmm. they were all testing the same. I mean, you mentioned, I don't know if you should mention Dubois, but that's what Dubois became famous for, mm. for that kind of characters. That's and of sure. course, that start. And now, of course, people are saying, hang on, there's more than that to, to Beaujolais. And we just landed today, actually. Today, a, a, one of the top producers, his name is Claude Lapalus, Uh and he's uh, in a tiny little village called Saint-Étienne-les-Houillères, which, uh, which is near... Um, um, Flurry and, and that kind of a uh, crew and it's completely natural very very um particularly no uh sulfur added and honestly uh still keep the character of gamay mm-hmm. but blind while well, you could you could tell it's nearly pinot. it's amazing wow. yeah it's amazing
2: i'll have to go and get some mm, hey. yeah
1: yeah no it's uh, a <laughs> it's a uh, it's pretty amazing. It's quite quirky, but uh, mm. so anyway. So sorry, just just on yep.
0: that. So so is it, has it got a little bit of age on it? Is that what's helping it to, or is it just naturally quite close to quite close to Pinot?
1: Oh well, don't forget, he's a cousin. So uh, eventually, um, you don't get. First of all, you do not get this maceration carbonic characters, which tend to give um, a lot of uh, um, this raspberry. Uh, uh, strawberry you know it's like a, a, a cordial kind of uh, character mm. <clears throat> yet la Palu use 100% uh, maceration carbonique really yep. interesting 100% but wild yeast okay? Right, okay and very low yield right okay so the combination of that while blind interesting wow it's close to Pinot. Lovely, mm. um, Boris. Just one thing, that,
2: you know, talking about the the ageability of Beaujolais. As far as I'm concerned, has no bearing on its quality whatsoever. And just because a wine can age doesn't mean it should. No, mm. that's yeah. true. Right. Um, right. certainly, you know, s- some of the moulin avant or um, Fleury or Morgan wines. Yes, age them and, and will they transform and improve some of them will perhaps, mm. Mm. But, but some of them might just change well they <laughs> some of them just might just might become older, mm. you know, mm. Um, mm. I'd like to think I'm transforming as I get older <laughs> <But> I, may, <laughs> I, may, I, may, I may just be becoming more more and indi- more and more decrepit um, but we but, think uh, you're improving, yeah, yeah, but right. i i I think that that needs to be, uh, you know just brought out there you mm. know talking about age doesn't does, doesn't mean the wine's going to be any no, better no it's a very no. good point i mean you know look at chandria which hopefully we'll be looking at in the next few minutes um mm. it's a wine that is it can age but i you know my my great experience is personally speaking with a wine like that which is a uh, viognier is um it's the younger the better right mm.
0: yeah okay mm. no that, well that's a very that's a very good point to know yeah i just want to mm. yeah because you keep on talking about age and i yes. I,
2: I don't know if I agree with that completely right but that's
1: just my personal opinion. oh no yeah. no it's a very yeah. good point yeah mm. um, so um so it's it's uh, it's a region which uh, is really worth uh, exploring again or rediscovering because uh because um, they're very, very good um, value for money as well you know for a crew for a top top crew is under forty dollars mm. like top crew you know um and and, like I said, if you pick it well, they they can age, um, but mm-hmm. you know um they they they're lowish alcohol, you see they they're never more than thirteen, never okay they're so, more so likely good, to be twelve twelve and a half, good
0: pairing with uh, food or fantastic pairing. Yep, absolutely, and yeah. anything in particular from that region that um.
1: Well, we we you know we we like um, you know we like our, our rabbits there. So they so white meat they're very good with white meat. Okay. They're also good with uh, with red meat. I mean you 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 got to be careful. They they don't have maybe the structure to match the big. Um, venison steak, that kind of thing, you know. But, mm. but they're so, very so not versatile. good with a
0: really strong gaming meat, better with better with something a little bit more delicate, struck, yeah, more delicate, yeah,
1: thing. yeah. White meat, I mean, some red meats, um, wonderful with duck, you yeah. know, um, great with a roast chicken, too, yeah, mm-hmm, that's yeah. right, mm. yeah, that's exactly right. No, we we drink a lot of that at home and we tend to match it with uh, with most of our most of our um, meals, uh, they're yeah. very, very good.
0: well. That, that's a Good point to note as well, because um a lot of us just think you know white with white and red with red, yeah so. no mm.
1: no no no, no we we're you know very good with cheeses and and things like this and mm-hmm. uh, and um yeah it, 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 the quality of uh, the, the ratio of quality um price quality is is pretty yeah. high you got to be careful like anywhere else, I suppose in France yeah. you got to pick and choose your producer, you know ask for advice to you know at your wine merchant and uh, and and see what what how they they, they think. We just to, give us, an idea, to give, give us an idea. We've been in business for I don't know eighteen odd years, and uh, and we started. We had one producer, and today um, we've got uh, probably close to twenty producers. Four hundred, mm. so it means that uh, you know the market has has grown, and uh, and we we're going there more and more. i um, you know I'm, i just been and I'm going back again in January just to find. These new little uh, producers, and, uh, and they're the new generation as well. That's so exciting. Yeah. Eh? So exciting, you know. And is
0: Gamay grown in other regions? Yeah, that's a good point.
1: Uh, Let's face it. I, I'm, I'm a strong believer that gamet does the best in uh, in in Beaujolais. <laughs> okay. Uh, you will find some. Uh, you found a little bit in the Loire Valley. Yep. Um, you um, you will find some in uh, in in New Zealand. Tomato, of Spain. course. Tomato yeah. makes um, gamet. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, uh, I don't think the states got much of that.
2: I I imagine they do
1: but I've never They're seen not. it I'm, yeah. I'm
2: not interested. Yeah. I mean the tomato examples okay but it's it's a yeah. long 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 way behind the best yeah. mm.
1: So it's really it's really uh, the, 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 the homelands of, of so of nowhere the else in France. The Loire Valley. Sorry sorry a uh, let me very, very quickly, uh, you, you will find a little bit some in the northern part of Beaujolais, in Burgundy, but mm. uh, in the Maconay, for example, mm-hmm. so just a little bit further north. Um, but that's about all, really. Okay. Yeah. Um just trying to think real quickly. No, I think that's about, uh, that's pretty much all.
0: And just um, rounding back to the white, you mentioned the white yes. when we started in the south. Does it go further north as well, or...? Not.
1: Chardonnay is, uh, is mainly uh, is mainly in the southern part of the Beaujolais. You will find some alibi in the Beaujolais village, um, but then as soon as you're in the granite, uh, no, you will not get Chardonnay. So okay. it's very much located. Down the southern part but again it's a very very uh worthwhile um trying a chardonnay from uh, from the southern part of burgundy mm. and again they're not they're not expensive mm. and they're very very good yeah so no um and and put it on the on the top of your list when next time you go to france because mm. um it's a it's a great little area too to and visit. wonderful and wonderful people they're very um you know they are farm people you know they they um they're not like the the northern part of Burgundy where they start to have a little bit of a um, bigger head sometimes (laughs) but uh, they are not in Bourgeois that's uh, that's wonderful wonderful. Bourgeois size heads yes Bourgeois size heads yes no no worth trying yeah
0: very good hmm We've been speaking with Jean-Christophe Boisard and Mark today about the Beaujolais region in France. If you'd like to hear more in our exploration around the French wine regions, or our episodes with those involved in the New Zealand wine industry, just check us out online: The New Zealand Wine Podcast. Thanks for listening in. A corner my. Bye for now.